Welcome to Do A Blessing CNS Church London's podcast, sharing the good news weekly. We hope you are blessed by today's message. I just want to say thank you. Lord, we give you all the praise. We thank you for what you are doing. We thank you for what you will do. We bless your name for your grace upon our lives. That we say, let your name be glorified. Lord, we say, let your name be glorified. Thank you for what you are doing. Thank you for what you will do. In Jesus' most precious name, I pray. Amen. Amen. Let's have our seats. God bless us all in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Um, we started off last week when we spoke about we serving an ancient God. And when I described ancient, I said it is something that is seems to be not in vogue, but as the Bible recalls it when read in the book of Daniel. It was not involved, but it is still relevant. So he would say, I saw the ancient of day take his place, but his dominion and his kingdom would last forever. So what he's saying is that it may be ancient, but the impact and his relevance is forever. Now we now went further and when we now discovered about we now discovered about, um, we looked at John the Baptist, and we said that the Bible says that he will come in the spirit of Elijah and Elisha. And there's, sorry, Elijah, the power and the spirit of Elijah. And there are certain things you should not do. And we're talking about the reason why he was that was that he was carrying an ancient spirit. The an ancient anointing was on him, and he cannot be living like regular people. Does that make sense? So in his own generation, they told him to go and sit outside. He was really eating locusts. His dressing was different from every other person. Because what compelled that was that the spirit on his life was an ancient spirit. And we discussed that there are some, the Bible calls them some new gods, new arrival gods. And you know, people, uh, the, I've heard somebody who say, I want to reach a day, you know, the, the the, the new beginning gods, you know, and, and we're just talking about that. And I just wanted to, so out of that breath, I just wanted to just, as God gives me grace, to just go a little bit further. As we now begin to look at the ancient identities. And this is why, you know, I, I, am, I am always in, 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 in awe of God when God is doing, you know, even... You, the little I heard about, even about different prophecies coming out earlier, you would begin to see as God is tailoring it, and the people, people that you know, when God was talking to, even when He went to the kids, where when God was to go and pray for them, it was issues around identity. It was issues around identity. 
And so we will be looking at this as it is important not only to know that you 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 serve an ancient God, but you know that you have an ancient identity, and your our identity. So we looked at the same man we looked at last week, and we'll start up from there. Luke chapter one verse five to six. The Bible says that in the time of Herod, the king of Judah, and so there was a priest named Zechariah who belonged to the priestly division of Abijah. His wife was Elizabeth. A dot, uh, also a descendant of Aaron. So basically, what the Bible is saying is that these were the children, sorry, these were the parents of John the Baptist. And it's important to know that. So you would see that what the Bible is also saying is that this guy did not just come from anywhere, he had an identity. He had an identity. Just follow me, you would you would get so but so you, you you know the story. What the Bible says that when the child was said, he said, You shall call this child David um, John. And the father was sealed in his mouth and he could not speak. So you will see the first attack that came. The first attack that came is that the Bible says when it was time for Elizabeth to have a baby, she gave back to her son. He said, uh, our neighbors and relatives had that the Lord has shown great mercy and they shared a joy. So what this means is that people were are aware. And I'm going to come to, to, to you know, to, that says on the eighth day, they came to circumcise the child and they, and they were going to name, and they're going to name him after his father, Zachariah. But his mother spoke up and he said, no, he is to be called John. They said to her, no, there is no one among our relatives who has that name. So the first thing was to first of all attack his identity. No, 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 no. See, you cannot be calling him this. Just follow me as we go. God gave an identity to this child when he was coming. At his birth, the first argument was no, they don't do children don't behave like this in our family. No, 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 no. See, this is not how you are saying that they say you should not do the name says you should do the No, we don't do it like this. In our own family, this is how we do it. The issue first was the identity of that child. So the Bible, let's go. So the Bible says that the man, the, the God now opened the mouth of the father. Then the father now spoke and he, he was writing in his time. He said, his name is John. The Bible says immediately his mouth opened and his tongue was set free and began to praise God. Now, verse 65 says, all the neighbors were filled in awe, and throughout the hill of the country of, Jude, of Judea, people were talking about these things. Everyone who had this wondered, asking, what then is this child going to be? For the hand of the Lord is upon him. So, what am I trying to say is that everybody was aware of who he was. This child called John. Now, when John was now in the wilderness, the Bible says in John chapter 1, the Bible says that now this was a testimony of John when the Jewish leaders in Jerusalem sent the priest and the Levite to ask, ask him who he was. Excuse me. Did they not know who he was? 
Did we not read that the whole nation was saying there is a child? The people that they sent to him were people from his father's ministry. But they went to ask him the same question again. Who are you? Because the target was ever his identity. It's for him to not, you know, to, to, to say, okay, what, what do you think? Tell me what you think. And the Bible says that, said, he said, it did not fail to confess. But it confessed freely, I am not the Messiah. They asked him, who are you? Are you Elijah? I said, I am not. Are you a prophet? No. Let's come on, please. Oh, is that how? Uh, okay. Then he later went on to say, I am the voice that speaks in the wilderness. So what I'm trying to say is that the issue of identity, even though they know who he was, even though everybody was celebrating, they came back to ask him, please tell us who you are. Because he could pick his identity from different places. Could have said, ah, Amini, I am the son of Zachariah. The one, one of the priests. Even my mother is not just somebody from anywhere. She is a deceased descendant of Europe. Would that not have been correct? Would that have been correct? He could have picked his identity to say, ah, see, my dad has this big ministry. I am in the wilderness. There is nothing for me. That's another identity. He's also right. So he could have picked the identity from his condition or pick identity. So what I'm trying to say to us is this. As we come to begin, you begin to see that this thing is a major issue for everyone that will ever succeed in the hand of God. Even Jesus, when the devil came to him, the first thing he attacked was the identity. He said, if you are the son of God, because it's an issue of identity. So, we now saw, you would see as the world, you know, the world, we we saw the institution trying to define this boy. And saying, no, at his birth, they tried to define him. It was until his father said, no, 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 no. And this is not what God told us. He said, no, nobody in our family, all the heroes of our family, nobody has ever... Has ever said this is what they are doing with their life? Is this is this? Ah, no, no, no. This is no. This cannot be right. This is not to the way we do things here. Don't you know the family you came from? Some of us may not understand. You know, I appreciate uh, those things. Those who came from ritual family that they say, you know, people that have don't see and all that, that they worship all those idols. You now say that you want to become. You say no. Which name is this? What did you call your name? Christiana. Christiana from where? No, we don't care. We don't care. Ah, it is our infant. That is what we call our children. You don't, you don't, where, where are you? Which of your family is very easy? Or why is it somebody who God has called from another religion? And, no, 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 no. no. Ah, excuse me, you know, this is not how we do it in our family. No, this is not. 
So what I'm trying to say is that you would see that somebody may, may be coming from a generation of people that have, you know, they, that their way with God is just here and there. And you are not saying that, um, no, my own identity is this. You say, no, excuse me, uh, there are other people who came before you. So the Bible says here that the question was his identity. Now, let's, I'm just going to just quickly point out to us how the systems are designed to first of all begin to refine the identity of someone. Because once that thing can be, once you can, you can mellow down on some areas, you begin to say, okay, let's go to Daniel. And thankfully, you know, the, the Sunday school are also talking about Daniel. Daniel, for example, the Bible says the king ordered um, Hasfeld. Has the the sheep uh, the the sheep of his court official to bring into the king's service some Israelite from the royal family the nobles the young men without any physical defect handsome and showing aptitude for every kind of learning well informed quick to understand qualified to serve in the king's palace. He said he was to teach them the language and the literature of Babylon. So they're saying that go and look for the ones that are. We cannot produce this kind of things, but have you ever had somebody that said, Oh, no, this person grew up in church? The system will gather them and say, No, we need to teach them the language of Babylon. And so let's go home, please, ma. And and so the first thing was to refine their thinking. Was to make them forget home. And it's the, the Bible says he assigned to them daily amount of food and wine from the king's table. And they were trained for three years. After that, they were, they were to enter the king's service. So they bought these guys from Israel. Good Christian children. Said, okay, this is how we will do. Let's start to retrain them. Let's give them number one is that you will, you, you will see that opportunity as ah, and you're going to be working with the king. One. Secondly, is that you begin to see that now, and I will come to this. He said, let them begin to heat the food and the wine. Or from the king's table. Those things have spiritual connotations. I just don't want you to look at it as food as and you begin to see it when, when I begin. Now, in terms of the things of spirits, and I will explain that even further, food and wine is important. That is why when Jesus was going to die, he, what he provided to you was bread and wine. So, he said to them, now, in those days, one of the reasons why, they, uh, why he rejected it was because those food, the normal thing, if you, even in Nigeria, you should do it, that there are some food that before the king eats, they will go and present it to the idols. So the idols bless it. They do it in holy room. The idols bless it first before the king eats. So what? So that is, you know, you, you know. So 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 when so that food because that food has been has been given to an idol. When you hit it, you discover that a spirit is already transferring. I'm not talking about physical food yet. 
please don't get me wrong. That's why. So we we the Bible says they were taught for three years. Please note that the first thing they were trying to do is to find to begin to change their language, change their ideology. Let's go on, please. And verse seven, I believe. Um, uh, uh, verse seven says, "Then they gave them new names." The thing was to make sure that they forget who they are. He said they gave them new names. He said Daniel was named Be- um, Belshazzar. Ananias was uh, was was um, sorry, and, and, and to Ananias Shadrach, and to uh, sorry, and to Meshach, um, Meshach, and Abednego. Sorry, but I'm pronouncing this wrong, but. Azariah Abedinigo. Now, when you begin to see the interpretation of these names, let's come on, please, man. And, you know, and finally, um, sorry, okay. So you have Abednego means servant of Nebuchadnezzar. Nebuchadnezzar is a god. Belshazzar, the one they gave to Daniel, it means Bel protects his life. So they were converting their names. They were saying, no, this is how we'll begin to call you. We'll give you a new name that is more funky. The problem is that they are trying, it is an idea to frame the mind. So by the time you forget your name, you forget your language, the way you speak, what is left in your identity? So the Bible says that, but Daniel actually means God is my judge. You know, the suffix um, L means something from Elohim and things like that. And when you look at Ananias and, um, um, sorry, and, uh, and the, the higher there is, is, that's why you will see when, um, when you see Elisha, Elijah, the L there is Elohim. It's, it's a word for God. So, so what did I say? No, let us change their name. What I'm still coming to is that what Babylon was trying to do is to change their identity. Is to change their identity. And when we come to understand that, now you will now see that Babylon is not only a place. By the time you read into Revelation, you discover that it is a system. Babylon is not just a location, it is a system. Let's go to uh, Revelation chapter 18, please. Because of our time, um, Revelation chapter 18. Uh, the Bible says that after this, I saw an angel coming down from heaven. He had great authority, and the, and, and the head was illuminated with his, with his splendor, with a mighty voice he shouted, Falling, falling is great Babylon. He said she she has become a dwelling of demons, and a hot um, and and a hot for every impure spirit, a hot for every unclean bird, and every detestable um, unclean and detestable animal. Let's go on, please. He said, for nations are drunk of a maddening wine of our adultery. Now, what he's saying is that what the nations have done. 
is that they are not drinking of that wine. Now, the wine, when you see wine portrayed in scripture, most of the time, not all the time, it signifies spirits. I don't say that's why you call wine spiritual. I'm saying it signifies spirit. So he's saying that nations have now been drinking from us. So that means that the system of Babylon is not located in a place. Every single nation has already had systems to, it is already embedded in those systems to make you forget your identity in Christ. Those systems are created in such a way and you begin to see, you know, we begin to see what, uh, so we are not reading Daniel as Daniel or somebody who was in, who was in uh, far away, but the system is such created that it begins to introduce you, it begins to change your thinking. You know, do you know that Daniel and Shedamimim, they were not the only Israelites that left the place? See, one of the things the Bible says that I made him drink of adultery. He said the kings of the head are committed adultery with her. Now, what does this mean? What is adultery? Just let's just be the basic way of putting it. Not being faithful to one person. Abby? I don't worship. But when you look at it as a general term, you yeah, I don't worship. Which is it's it's it means that have you have you noticed that when you have idols being worshipped, especially when you go to countries where they worship idols, you don't have one. You always have multitudes. Because in idol worship, you don't need one. It is available for as many as possible. So you have some, you know, you have the person that is worshiping some God, worship or yeah, worship, worship this, worship that, because every god needs his own speciality. So the one that you need, you call. So, and that is where the term adultery comes from, because adultery means that he's not faithful to one person. They are still, and they are still somebody committing. It is only, I think, it's married people that commit adultery, or married people commit fornication. Exactly. So what does this mean? This means that these people are still married to God, but they are able to also engage other things that is not of God. That is why I did not call it fornication. Because it's adultery. So the first thing when they were talking to um, what's it called Daniel, nobody had problems with Daniel worshiping God at the first time. Say, oh, no, it was until later that they discovered that this one will not bend. That's when they said that you know, okay, let's go straight. So what I'm trying to say is that at the beginning, the devil has no this this Babylon system does not have any problem with you saying you're a Christian, as long as your definition of Christianity is a one that allows every other thing. Amen? Amen. So because what the system of Babylon does, 
is that it begins to infiltrate and begins to begins to deal with identity. Now, when I'm, I'm going to just point out a couple of things. He said nations are drunk of uh, adult of of a wine of adultery. Now, let me see what this simply means as I start with this is that there is no way Babylon effect has not infiltrated. Let's go on. Let's just read a, a scripture. Just two down, please. Amen. Amen. Now, one of the things of idolatry, um, like we said, you can do two together. You can do three, you can do four, and things like that. But when you are, and you will see at the end of it, is that well, that's why Paul, God is calling you to be faithful to him alone. Let me introduce a bit of how Babylon has entered the church. As we, as I, because I think that would be a way for me to see you how to. I can't tell you all how Babylon has entered the church, but there are there are <laughs> there are sophisticated ideologies that are already settling in. So let's go to Luke chapter one verse seventeen first. Let me first introduce this. The Bible says that Bible says. He said, it will go before the Lord in the spirit and in the power of Elijah. This is John the Baptist. Do we get to that point? Amen? Amen. Now, go back on to 9, please. Uh, the, the, uh, no, let's go on, please. Is it? Luke chapter 9. Okay. The Bible says, he sent his messengers before his face. As they went, they entered the village of, Sam, of, of Samaria and it, they, to prepare for him. But they did not receive him because his fate was set for the journey of Jerusalem. And the Bible says that, and when his disciples, John, James and John, saw this, they said, Lord, do you want us to command fire to come from heaven and consume them, basically? Now, what Jesus said, the Bible says, he turned, but he turned and rebuked them. And he said, you do not know the manner of spirit you are of. Let me explain this a little bit. They had the power. But what he was saying is that you, are, you don't understand the spirit you are of. How this helps us is that, see, you can be operating under the power of God, but yet using the spirits of Babylon. That teaching that is allowing you to, I would break it down for that, is a mixture. So Jesus was saying, no, see, do you know that what Jesus did not say to them? Jesus did not say that they don't have the power. They said, leave us, let us call fire on them. Jesus did not say, ah, you don't have the power to. He didn't say that. He said, the problem is not that you don't have the power, but you don't understand the spirits. So, somebody would say that, ah, I will, call, I will call on God and God will deal with you totally. 
and you can pray that prayer, and that prayer comes to pass. They, are, they have the power, but they don't understand the spirit. Gradually, that person ends up in Babylon. In this kingdom, it's not everything you have the power to do that you do. You do what pleases the Father, not what you want to do. Jesus said, it is my will to drop my life and to take it up. Nobody can force me. So what he's saying is that it is not, it, this kid, I'm going to uh, butcher this a little bit further. See, if as God is granting you grace, let's say in the prophetic, and you're growing and growing, your gift, you can be functioning in your gift. I can, I can use my gift to shake you up. If I see that you are becoming a bit, and I don't have a gift, I'm just saying. If I see that you become, the, the person see that you are becoming a little bit unruly, he will just say, ah, I noticed yesterday that you went to this place, this, to this place. You saw this, you saw that, you saw this. That, um, that's what they call, that um, um, vision is directly by the gift that God has given that person. But that person has used it to control you. That person does not understand the spirit. They, they are only using the gift. I'm getting to a point that you begin to understand that as a Christian, see, as we, the first thing I'm just saying on this issue is to first of all understand there is difference between the power and the nature of the spirit. So, Somebody can tell me, ah, Pastor, oh God. You know, I see somebody told me now, Pastor. But is not a very much said. He said, he said, ah, he said, I can see how much power that God has given you, but you're allowing people to ride you. Why don't you just deal with this people and just laugh? You understand power, but you don't understand the spirit that controls it. That is why somebody, let me put in a little bit for that. People, have you heard people say that? If people have this healing power, why they don't go to hospital and heal everybody there? Have you heard it before? It is because people do not understand this system. They understand Babylon. They don't understand this one. Because Jesus saw so many people sick and he went and healed just one person and he left the place. The man at the, at the at the um, uh, at bedside, there were so many people there. Why did you just go and hear somebody and leave? Because you don't do as you have, you do it as you are commanded. So, the fact that <laughs> see, if you don't understand these things, you would begin to say, God, I am praying for people, they are getting jobs, me. I haven't gotten anything else. Ah, I will not serve this God again. It's because you don't understand that the gift has nothing. It is as, as the Father wills that you give. Yes. 
See, one thing about Babylon is that Babylon has settled so much in the body of Christ that, <laughs> that at times I just don't, I don't know. But what I'm saying to us is this, is that one of the ways to escape Babylon is to understand the spirit that you carry rather than the power that you have. Amen? Amen. Does that make sense a little bit? Yeah. That is why somebody can give you give a prophecy or mommy will able to say you can be gifted and they will shut you down. Because they, they are not saying that what you are saying is wrong. They are saying that you don't understand the nature of the spirit. So I've seen this where somebody dressed in a way that was very revealing and wanted to do um, prophecy. And the prophets that were there said, shut up, sit down. People would say, ah, but you wanted to give, no. It is, we don't go by gift, we go by the nature of the spirit. Does that make sense? Yeah. But the kingdom of God has now become, ah, that person is powerful. Nobody considers the nature of the spirit. I'm not saying that person is using a false spirit, but the person is dancing to the tune of the spirit of Babylon. So it is not everything. That is what you see Daniel did. Daniel had the see. It was not wrong for Daniel to hit the foot, the the the, the foot of the uh, sorry for uh, the the wine. And it was not wrong. It was in fact illegal. If you were drinking it, you would be one of the big boys of the town. But Daniel said, no, we don't do it because we have the ability to do it. We do it based on what pleases the master. Now, another issue about Babylon system and I'm coming to us. Another issue that comes back to the system is that Babylon system is basically creating a system outside God. It will function, but it's a system outside God. So, one of the ways Babylon comes into place, I'm still coming back to identity. One of the ways Babylon comes into place is that when you have a genuine issue, and you choose to solve that issue the way of Babylon. I'll give you an example. The children of Israel said the children of Eli are corrupt. Were they wrong? Were they wrong? The children of Israel were bad. Were they wrong? But they now said the problem was the solution. It was not the problem. The solution they gave was that this is how other nations do. So let us do it. Does that make sense? So God now said, they have rejected me, not you. The problems you have, it's not the issue. It is the solution you, 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 you prescribe to that problem that determines either you pick your solution from Babylon or you pick your solution from the kingdom of God. Churches are struggling with funding. The solution of Babylon is to go and get a lager. 
to come and do that is Babylon system. It may look good, but it's from Babylon. Amen? Amen. Can I offend you a little bit? Talent aunt in the church is a Babylon system. Talent aunt. You are doing X Factor in church is a Babylon system. I'm not saying you can watch some account from morning to night. It's not a problem. But when you bring it into the body of Christ, why is that? I mean, that's the right question. Why is it wrong? Paul said, I am not speaking out of the eloquence of man. So basically, Paul was saying, in this kingdom, we don't exalt talent. We exalt the grace and the anointing. So if I now sing and the Spirit of God comes being, you give me 10 over 10. If somebody is struggling to sing and only one person is shaking, you score them. Is that how, how are you going to score? Of course. See, there's many. <laughs> that's why I said Babylon has entered the church. Because that is not how. That is why. That is why. Because, okay, do you know what will not happen? Is that Babylon system will not come to a point where somebody will say, you know, I, they don't recognize my gift in that church. I need to go to the place where they will acknowledge my gift. Why are you going to blame them? Have you not put them in talent show? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Whereas in the in the kingdom of God, one of the things that happened, Jesus said, the Bible says Jesus was sent to those who did not want him. The Bible says he came to his own people and they rejected him. The standard of the kingdom that you go to the place. Even though you are accepted or not, it doesn't matter. You go to the place where God has sent you. That is kingdom. Babylon will say, no, you do as you wish. Amen. Amen. I know I will offend you, but don't worry. Amen. Amen. See, there are so many systems going on that it is let me just show you just a few things before I just quickly turn back. So let's let's move to the Abdatazaz. Um now the Bible says Yeah. Now I want to point to this as I as I, I will say draw down to, to what I'm trying to say is that what Babylon does is that you begin to think that ah maybe what why I'm talking about you maybe what I'm thinking is hard. Everybody is doing it. Everybody is saying this is the right way to go. Ah, I have seen, <laughs> I have seen prophets that are, I'm using as an example. I see somebody who has, who has attacked me. Like, ah, no, what, what are you saying? I have seen prophets that have gone to club in the night and come to church in the morning to come and praise God. And yet they will shake the place, the whole place will move. So why are you not saying that I cannot, I cannot go from club to church? I was in the church where I, I, I was coming, I went to, I was standing outside 
and somebody who was a very senior person in that church was coming to the church. I was I was with a young man. I said, please let us run, let us run for our life, let us run inside. So we have to run into the nearest place to, to hide ourselves. Because somebody was coming from club to church. They had see through. She was light, she was putting on a black net. There was no undies under it. And she was going to church. So, in order to rescue our own life, we have to run away. <laughs> we have to run away. And by the time they were coming back, she had to put on a gun. Why I'm saying this, why, I'm, why it seems like I'm saying this, but is that you would begin to have things like this that people say, no, what that people are doing, what's the big deal? What, what, what is the big deal? What is, why, are you, why are you so over the top? Do you think that when Daniel was going to be killed, his friends would have said, excuse me, is this what, how you're going to waste your life? You're going to waste your life inside the lion's den for nothing. If you die there, who will remember you? But God did not, God was waiting until when Daniel gave up himself to enter the place. Do you know that God did not appear before them? Do you know that when they were putting in shoulder Bishad and Bedvigo, God did not appear until they threw them into the fire? Can you imagine if the heat of the fire was ready to say, ah, sir, uh-uh, we know. You would have said, ah, you know. But God was waiting inside that fire to say, no, let them throw you in. We will be there. May God grant us grace in the name of Jesus Christ. So, now, I was listening to Pastor Sam. I was talking about leadership. And he said, he was talking about, now, I'm trying to talk about how the systems have been created in such a way that even if you don't want to do it, you have to be ready to lose everything before you can survive. Pastor Sam was talking about Samadhi was talking about uh, leadership and he said that, you know, because of the Nigerian system, if you're a leader and you don't want to show levels, they will disrespect you. You say no. Even the Nigerians are complaining. They are the same one that they have a house elf of 50 years old that they will be giving plastic plates to heat and give their own children to heat in plates. Have you not seen it? What are they trying to do? They are trying to say that we are not of the same level. So what I'm trying to say, it is an embedded culture in such a way, and it did not come for us, it came from the colonial fathers. So that, see, it has even seeped in into the church. To be extent that we are not singing, I'm not saying it is wrong. I'm just saying that Pai Maleka, beauty no Maleka, Maleka Yidara, OW, it is colonialism effect. <laughs> see, the point is that you don't know how much these things are changing your mindset. So, Maleka Yidara, OW, now when you now have a friend that is a white person and you've been there to church. I am not singing that the Maleka looks like a white man. <laughs> and then I ask you, please, can you explain what are they singing? What are you going to say? 
They're going to say that. Hey, <laughs> see, you don't know how much these things. It's already seeping in. You think it is great, but he has limited it. Is affecting us. God is taking us away. Amen. We used to go to evangelism. You, when you see white person, you move. <laughs> when somebody that looks like Nigeria, you go and preach. Because you're already sure that ah, late. at least you understand Jesus. When you see somebody that's standing there that's smoking something, ah, you uh, you yeah. you quickly move to the other side. You say, ah, this one, this one cannot understand Jesus. What has happened? They have, you know, what you are already you are preaching to the people like you. Somebody covered up a tattoo from head to toe. Ah, <laughs> this was the lost <laughs> long time ago. <laughs> so he was saying that the problem at times in the church is that you know, you are, see, it is a danger. I'm talking as a young pastor, as God is helping me, to let your members know that you are the same level in a Nigerian person. But that is the right way to go. Because the I, the system, get somebody has ten million in their account. The next thing they will get is hardly, hardly soldier. Um, and it's not in levels. You now go from normal police, you go to soldier. You go to Mopo from Mopo to soldier. And yet we are complaining that the policers are using soldiers everywhere. Why would they not use? The problem now is that for you now to now remove that soldier is not becoming a problem for you because the system is such designed in a way that if you don't use it, it is now a necessity. I'm not blaming it. I'm just saying that I'm just saying how a system can be created in such a way that if you are not ready to be the sacrifice, that system cannot change. So the same thing is happening in our churches. If a pastor does not come in with a, the reason why a pastor wants to buy a greater car than you, so that you don't. So you went to somebody's house to pray. See, I went to a church member's house and God, you know, and I told people, see, I'm not perfect, but we need to keep learning. I went to church member's house and they, they were leave, they bought a five bedroom house in London, and I went to bless it, and I came back into my one bedroom class. I did not say God. Ah, and you saw me. So, so people say, Ah, God. Any top of my dash of How can I be a leader of a church and my members are buying five bedrooms and I'm sleeping in one room? Identity is what the issue If God brings somebody that has a bigger ministry in this church. It is identity issue that you begin to shout. The Bible says, quickly, the Bible says, it says the prophets give false prophecy and the priests rule with higher hand. The Bible says that is not the issue. The concern I'm having, God is saying, worse yet, my people like it that way. 
People like the leader that will say, shut up, sit down there. If you don't listen to me, I will call fire on them. <laughs> and everybody will say, hey. He said, but what will you do when the hand comes? What he's saying is that that system cannot stand. That system cannot stand. Ah, but you have people who would, you know, because at times you see it, how people can say, ah, a man would you pass the pass the pass pass back. <laughs> and I see people and the goon will come to pass on. But God is saying, what are that system? What will be the head of it? What I'm saying to you is that are you are you going to allow yourself to be sucked into a system that wants to reframe you to be like that system. You may be the only one standing. You may be like you don't know what you are doing. You rather satisfy God than to satisfy people. I'm saying this without God. There is no system in your whole life, wherever God has called you, that that system is not molded to redefine who you are. That is the aim of the system, is to redefine who you are. So the Bible, God is saying, no, the problem is not that the false pastors are giving, they, they are giving false prophecy, or the priests are willing my own hand. He said, the problem I am having is that that is the way the people love it. Somebody ever said something, he said, the consequence of it is that I have accepted that I will not have a large ministry. It's not that his ministry is not good, big, but he said, we have, he said, me and I sat down and said, this is the consequences of the pattern we are going to follow. That I are not going to be calling fire from, from right front sector. This is the consequences. God grant us grace in the name of Jesus Christ. So, the problem is that the systems are such created in such a way that we believe that that is all that it is. Like, for example, if I ask you that, that, that is a lion, a wild animal, and holy hits things from the blood, you would say yes, because that is what we know. But that was not how God created it. So even the system that you think is working now, that system was never like that. Animals were not created to hit blood. That is why when you go to Genesis, it was only grass that he gave to them to hit. It was because that system has been corrupted that you see that animals are hitting blood. Your mosquito, it is corruption that has come to it. <laughs> So let's let's just read it. Amen. So you will see when the Bible. Let's go to Isaiah chapter eleven because of my time. Let's go to Isaiah chapter eleven. The Bible says, "But but with righteousness, he will judge the needy. With justice, he will give decisions to the poor. He will strike the head with the whole rod of his mouth." This is when Jesus will reign. 
He said the right. He said the righteousness will be his belt and his faithfulness. And the Bible says the wolf will live with the lamb. The leopard will lie with the goats. The cow will uh, and and the lion and the uh, and yelling together. And a little child will lead them. Yes, let's go on. And the Bible says the cow will feed with the bear. The young will lie. Uh, and, and, and their young will lie together. The lion will hit straw like an ox, and the infant will play with the cobra stem. So he's saying that what he's saying that when God takes charge of the world, eventually, all the things. What I'm trying to say is that the systems that you think is the only system that is it is the product system is already corrected. That's what I'm saying to you. That system is already corrupted. God grant us grace in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Okay, so the question is this. Paul was talking to the people and he said, 2 Corinthians 11, he said, I might, be fool- I might sound foolish to you. He said, I hope you will put up with my little foolishness. Yes, please put up with me. I am jealous for you with a godly jealousy. With a godly jealousy, I have promised you to one husband to Christ. I have my promise. My aim is that you would be faithful to only one husband. He said. He said to Christ, so that I might present you a pure virgin to Him. He said, my hope, you think it is impossible, but my desire and the promise I have made to God is that I'm going to present you to him as a virgin. I'm going to present you to him as, 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 as uh, you know, as pure before him. He said, but I am afraid that just as Eve was deceived by the serpent, Cunning, cunning, your mind will somehow be led astray from the sincere and pure devotion to Christ. He said, this is the problem. He said, if somebody comes to you and preaches a Christ, and preaches a Jesus other than the Jesus we are preaching to you, he said that the problem is going to be that they'll be telling you that, you know, you're a Christian, but Christianity knows, okay, I'm actually now. You know, you know, it's not, it's not that, he said, the problem, he said, this is my fear. And if you ask me, now, even as a little pastor that is still learning more of God, this is also my fear, is that you will not be deceived to come to a place where they are selling a different Jesus to you. He said, my vow is that you would God grant us grace in the name of Jesus. Amen. When Babylon is doing his business, the problem is that everything that Babylon is doing does not appear to have much issues. Let's go on. Let's go to Revelation chapter 18. We're almost on Revelation chapter 18. He says, he says, a merchant will, will, will weep and mourn over her. No one will buy for a merchandise anymore. 
he said he said the merchandise of gold and silver precious stone and and fine lining and things like that. all these wonderful wonderful things marvel and things like that. but please look at the bottom at the bottom of the thing that he's selling the bible says the bodies and the souls of men the end game of babylon is to is to take away the souls of people from god Our prayer is this. We go back to John the Baptist. And John chapter 1, verse 6 to 7. The Bible says, There was a man sent from God whose name is John. The same came for a witness, to bear witness of the light. What does this mean? It is the same one that God sent. It's the same one that I like. The same one that God released from heaven. When he came to his mission, he was exactly the same thing. Question. Are you the same one that God sent? Or as Babylon redefined your identity? The Bible says, this is the man that was sent. But when we look at the head and look at the man walking, we discover that it is the same one that we sent that is doing the work. Are you the same one that God has as an intention? And God is saying, ah, bio. Yes, that is the bio that I sent. Or is God looking and saying, ah, which, which bio is this one? Because the bio you seeing is the bio that we defined by Babylon. So he's not doing ministry. I'm using my own as an example. He's not doing ministry as the world would do it. It was now he has now he has now massaged ministry, and God is saying, "Who who is this one?" The Bible says the same one that was sent is the same one again. Are you the same one that God sent now? You are doing his work or you are standing in the place he has called you. Are you that same one or are situations and experience of life begin to change your definition? Have you been redefined and reconfigured? And that is what the question of identity comes to. When God was going to look at John the Baptist, he said, yes, this is the one we sent. No matter how many people question his identity, when we look at him, we say, this is the original one that we sent. Or because your identity has been questioned for so long, are you the only one? Is this, is this Christianity? See, all these things, you know, you, 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 ah, you know, think about your future. You are not going to head like this. Say, okay, yes, you know. We two are Christians. Are we not Christians? We are Christians. It's just that, you know, Christianity is not all this, um, you don't behave like 1952 person and things like that. You will never end well. The Christianity has been configured. In case you think that I'm preaching things that will not, is that everybody that I've seen in scripture, I'm just going to Again, I'm not talking about 
our politics or our decisions. They were asking Theresa May that what was the one of the things that she said, uh, she was talking about her life. And she said that when I joined Conservative Party at a very young, that she was a teenage age when she joined Conservatives, she said the first thing that they told them to do is to, to come to a party, a ball or a party and things like that. And there's going to be drinking and all these kind of things going on. He said she knew that as a child of a vicar, you can never be found there. Her friend said, ah, <laughs> if you are going to do this, you better come. This is where they're going to select people that are going to be, um, you know, team lead, all this thing. And he said, you better come and come and do this. He said, he said, no. He said, because I carry, he said, because I saw myself as a representation of the vicarage, as young as I am. To those who mocked her day, she became prime minister. In that same party, there are certain things she was not ready to do. Because of the thing that she seen as her identity in God. Even though the desire of her mom, according to her, is for her to become a nun. That was their ultimate desire. Because they were such a Christian that they wanted to become a nun. So what I tell you is but God had different agendas for her. But what she did not want to lose, what she was not supposed to lose was her identity. So when she stepped into politics the first time, they were saying, welcome to Babylon. Drop all this, your vicar daughter, to one side. Let us come and do this, this way. I said, the problem is that I cannot go out. He said, when they gave me the invitation, I knew already that I didn't even bother asking my parents <laughs> because I knew what the answer is. He said, because we carried, we are the representation of the vicarage. In the essence, that we are the representation of God in them. So if they saw me doing certain things, what are they going to say about my parents? What are they going to say about the vicarage? What are they going to say about God? What I'm saying is that you may lose now. You may be the one that is losing the most, but it still pays at the end of it. And that is what I'm saying. That's why I did not use Bible in any Dubai. I used a modern example. I'm not talking about other politics. You may not agree with our issues or migration or whatever the case may be. That's about you know part of the values that has guided her. There are certain things you will not see. Anymore. The question is that when God is looking at you, are you the same person? Let us rise up, please. Thank you for listening to this week's sermon. Have a blessed week.